This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. In charge of all the controls, as always, is our audio engineer, Jason Wright. And hello to you, world. Jason, I skipped a step there. I think it's time for you to tell us your complete name. Okay. Jason Wayne Wright. And I'm Michael Wainwright. We must be kin. Indeed. He is my little brother. I have not pointed that out over the first couple episodes, and I'm very proud of him and and glad for him to be in charge of all this stuff that makes me look halfway decent. The part that uh, doesn't make me look great is because I continue to pull it down, but I'm working on myself. This is the podcast that will change your life, and for you that would like to contact us, mx3.vip, or you can email us at info at mx3.vip. You have done this very well. You have contacted us already. You have already put some stuff out there, and I've taken notice to that. What I have done, obviously, is I have skipped a step. Money, Motivation, and Mike obviously has a whole lot to do with Michael Wayne Wright, and I have not actually told you who I am. And I have had some I've had some information passed on to me that people are very eager to know who I am. After being in business for 32 years, I took it for granted that everybody knows who I am, but obviously that they don't. So this episode, and we'll see how far it goes, maybe even the next episode will be about the third word, Mike. So in telling you about my life, there's obviously instances, experiences, circumstances that come along that make and shape a person and who they are. And not only telling you who I am, you will see some of those things. And just like I have said, good fortune comes your way if you're prepared. And I will be talking about some of the times that good fortune has came my way because good fortune has came my way more than once. Uh, But my life began December the 29th, 1968 in Denison, Texas, as the first grandchild of one of the most successful and financially independent families of Bryan County, Oklahoma at the time. Our grandparents' name was Wayne Wright and Laura Wright. As you have figured out, Jason and I are both named after our grandfather, which is of importance to me because in the short period of time I got to spend with the man, as he died in 1975, I gained a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, by basically sitting on the couch watching Brady Bunch, of all things, while he criticized, critiqued, became very hard, no nonsense. And not all those things are good, but I learned a whole lot from him. That family owned several restaurants, the cable company in a couple of different towns, and numerous rental properties. A lot of the things that we're talking about here on Money, Motivation, and Mike has to do with those topics. So that's why I pointed out to you. The first big event in my life was in 1972. At the tender age of three years old, my grandmother and I, Laura Myrtle, were involved in a tragic car accident. And I was the only survivor of that wreck. It's the first part of my childhood that I remember standing on the side of that road. Now there's gaps coming on after that that I don't remember. But I remember that evening very well. So you see that I have already been given, frankly, a second life. I've actually been given more than that. But in 1972, I was already given second life. I've been business-minded all my life, even at a young age. 
And a lot of that was because my family was in a lot of business adventures, as you've already heard. My first business adventure was in fourth grade, and I sold 30 watermelons in front of one of those restaurants by noon. And I learned on that day how you can double your money. Not in a compound interest way. We'll talk about that at a later time. But how you can take 50 cents and make it into a dollar. And how excited I was to be able to accomplish that and do something on my own. At the tender age of nine years old. Probably from that moment forward, I was hooked on being a business entrepreneur. And separating myself as either being an owner or an employee. And there's nothing wrong with either one. But it appeared that I was probably going to go more down the entrepreneurial direction than I would be as an employee. Even though I had several jobs of which I'm going to talk about here over the next few minutes. One of the greatest years of my life was 1980. Now, bear with me here and you listen to this. In 1980, my parents divorced. My mother and my biological sperm donor called it a day. Now, in a whole lot of you, you would think that would have been a bad year. But it was a great year for me. Now, one of the reasons why is because I became an 11-year-old man and the head of the household overnight. And frankly, at that time, that was something I needed to be. I needed to grow up. 11-year-olds having to grow up may not be on the top of our agenda, and it's sure not in this day and age, but you don't have a choice. And another great thing happened. I got to identify and recognize the value of a mother. And my mother, Pat, now, she come from a modest means. And her father... My grandpa, he raised six kids on selling junk. That's pretty astonishing. And I remember going to a lot of trade days and flea markets as I was growing up. And that was good experiences. That was very good experiences. But 1980, here we are. 29-year-old woman, 11-year-old boy, 2-year-old girl. And I never saw my mother back down, weep, cry, feel sorry for herself, drowned in her sorrows, it seems like the next day she already had two jobs. And I watched and I observed. And some of those early days of information that I still continue to use today may have came from Wayne Wright. But my work ethic and a burning desire to succeed and in those days help her was established. It was all because this woman tightened up her boots rolled up her sleeves, and she went to work. As if she wasn't already doing it, but I believe you know what I mean. Now, another interesting fact about that, and we'll get into my education here later on, but my first semester of sixth grade, after my mother and father had divorced, I made straight Fs in that first six weeks, except for, of course, math. Still made an A-plus in math become important to you when you find out about my accounting and math background. But, of course, I was a mental mess. And what do you do during that time? You lean on the only person you have, and that was my mother. And, frankly, I never remember her not being there to put us to bed, and I never remember her not being there to to get us up. 
But while the other 15 hours was going on, she was working. Never whined, moaned, griped, anything. Not to say behind closed doors, she didn't, she didn't shed a tear and she didn't question and say the words, why me? But to us two young kids, she was a rock. She was the foundation. And that was good stuff for me at that particular time in my life. I love that woman because she's the real deal. One of my best friends to this day. In a person's life, as I've told you before, good fortune comes your way. And I would say the first set of good fortune that came my way is when my mother met a man named Dwayne Ritchie, who became my stepfather, actually my father. Step is not a word, or X is not words that I like to use. But Pops, as we call him now, came into my life. I want to tell you that my mother cut loose and let him mentor me. Frankly, the good fortune was is that he was a mentor, not only a father. And I'm going to tell you this. I dog-cussed that man many, many times because I can remember now 12, 13 years old throwing the lawnmower in the back of his Thunderbird and dropping me off in neighborhoods, having me knock on doors and mow those yards and haul me around and spend his days off and get me established and never expect a thank you, let alone a dollar for gas. And I'll never forget those days as well. And our love-hate relationship continued because at the tender age of 14, he decided to get me a full-time job with one of the biggest landscape companies in town. And I had to be at work at 6 o'clock in the morning at 14. So now I had two people to dog cuss. The man that had got me the job and the man I was now working for. I was putting in six and seven hours before most of my friends were even getting out of bed. And it was a very humbling experience, but it was also an experience that I would never, ever want to erase from my life. It was fantastic. It was good fortune. And for that matter, it's made me who I am today. Now, in the winter, of course, got to go get another job. Not any yards to cut during the winter, or at least not as much. So I now am washing dishes at a local restaurant. And I remember another one of those moments. There's always those moments that change your life. And this moment came on a Friday night. Of course, I washed dishes. That means I was the last person to leave every night. But every once in a while, you would have just a little bit of a a lull in letting those dishes clean through the dishwasher. And I went and took a peek out those double doors with those small little windows. We've all seen them going into the kitchen at our local favorite restaurants. And I looked out those windows And I saw all those people that were dressed up and eating the fine dining that they came to expect from that particular restaurant. And I said, well, very, very soon, not one of these days, but very, very soon, I'm going to be on the other side of these doors and I'm going to be sitting out there. Today, I've got to be over here. And because I am over here and I'm having to do what a lot of people think is a humbling experience of being the dishwasher at a local restaurant, I said I would be on the other side of that door. In a very near future, something as simple as a goal of sitting on that side and being served fine dining and not being the dishwasher in the back room. We need dishwashers. And at that time, it was me, but it was not going to be me for another 25 years. 
I was very fortunate to have gotten involved in youth sports at a young age. And I was always on a team, not necessarily an individual sport. Matter of fact, I played no individual sports. It was always a team sport. And anyone who has never been involved in sports, you probably can't relate to what I'm about to tell you, but I hope that you have. The, the things that you have to go through in sports, that person next to you having to rely on you and you rely on him or her. And if you don't carry your, out your assignments, you don't show up, you don't practice, you're not a team player. It affects the team. And when it affects the team, it affects the results at the end of the game. So you learn that you don't want to be the reason maybe we failed today. Now, it's a team, so everybody failed. But it's a little easier to swallow whenever you feel that you have done everything you can do to help that team get to the finish line. And my days of youth sports built a lot of self-esteem, a lot of character, a lot of leadership, a lot of the things that I continue to use to this day. And I know we were doing it the right way, no one pun intended, because we had a lot of success as in high school football winning a state championship and all those kind of things. And when you do things the proper way and then you have success at the end of the day, it tells you to go back out and do it tomorrow. It's very hard sometimes to continue on your path when you're not having the success that you have. But fortunately for me, I was put into sports at a very young age. It's probably the reason why I love sports to this day. And I see a lot of people who grow up, who mature, who become a better person most definitely and build relationships by being in sports. I'm a huge sports fan. Obviously, over the last decade or two, sports has changed. It's been changed by money and social media. But at the end of the day, when you shoulder up to someone, tells you a whole lot about who you are because you do not want to let down the person sitting next to you, just like you don't want to do that in a, in a relationship, whether it's with your spouse or your friends or your business colleagues. And I know that a lot of the things that I've been able to accomplish have came because I played sports. Just as in sports, it's very humbling. And as I sit here and talk to you about myself I realize how humbling it was and still is because it's hard to sit here and talk about yourself. You give me a topic, I can sit here and talk about it for hours. It's hard to talk about the topic of Mike and all the things that you've had to endure to get to this point. It makes you kind of emotional. So I would bet along this journey that we're on, you're going to have to go back to these episodes if you want to hear a whole lot about my days as growing up and becoming the person that I am today. I graduated from high school in 1987 and immediately went into college with full-time jobs, of course, put myself through that college, borrowed a little money along the way, but paid it back in a very quick fashion. Finally, in the fall of 1990, I graduated from college, spent a lot of time during my college days at Southwest Texas State, which is now called Texas State, and back in the day, it was the Texas State Teachers College when President Johnson was a student at the Texas State Teachers College. But the thing about Southwest Texas State back in those days, there was a lot of things to do and a whole lot of them weren't very good. So I had to leave Southwest Texas State or I would probably still be down there. Come back and I got my accounting degree and my math minor from Southeastern Oklahoma State University and it's one of the biggest accomplishments of my life to be able to walk across that stage 
and flipped that tassel as a college graduate. I am one of the very fortunate people who has used their degrees all of my business days. And the education and the knowledge that I gained while I was in college, I still use it to this day, especially such as things like principles of accounting, principles of accounting one and two. I use the business and professional speaking on a daily basis, the business law, the classes that I got to obtain there. Most people graduate from college and they never even come close to being able to use their degree. That's okay too. At least you got the education and there's a lot to be said about education. I'm fortunate that everything I did in college, I still use today. We'll just say 80% of it. Everything's strong. 80% of everything I obtained in college, I still do and use to this day. I believe here as I have graduated from college and about to get into my businesses and my career, it's a good time to end this episode Remember, you can reach us on our website at mx3.vip, or you can email us at info at mx3.vip with any of your suggestions, comments, or questions. Tune into wherever it is you get your podcast so that you can continue to listen to Money, Motivation, and Mike. Until next time, live your life the right way. <laughs>